Tony Stewart, Editor-in-Chief for ComicallyInclined.com and your host for this podcast. And I am Blake Hickman, the Digital Media Director. I'm Heather, the Technical Director. Hi, Heather. Hello. Welcome to the show. It's nice to see you technically on here. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us since Brittany's out this week. Welcome. Also, our human relations specialist and fact checker extraordinaire, <laughs> Ben Stewart, is in the chat. Everyone say hi to Ben. Hi. I can't. Hi, Ben. Hi, hi. Ben. Uh, also, today we will be talking about uh, the season finale for She-Hulk. Yep. Um, we'll go ahead and get Ben's uh, She-Hulk is trash comments out of the way before we even get in there. Um also, uh, we will be doing our top five fantasy uh, crushes, um, and then we will be doing Interrobang! Uh So, uh, we did get the uh, season finale for Rings of Power for Lord of the Rings, so if you are not... Um, have you, you haven't watched it, have you? No. Uh, ben says She-Hulk was so bad they decided, ah, we will just make it into some wonky joke. <clears throat> you must have some kind of weird glasses that make you not see good television. Uh... <laughs> Blake, you, you weren't a fan either? No, we'll talk about it later. Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, Nick Beck, first one in the chat. Uh, I'm a fan of Jesus Christ. As, as usual. <laughs> uh, says, midget porn does not take up less space in your phone. That's good to know. Yeah. That's a, that's that makes a, zero sense. You know. uh, type comment. So thank you for that, Nick. Um, but anyway, Rings Did of Power. Did you know that? Now you know. And now you know the rest of the story. Um, do you have you watched Rings of Power yet? No, I'm not. So you're I, holding I, I off do, on that. that is on my list, but uh, I have not actually. Been but you're current, watching. right, Heather? Yes. Yes. So we got the big reveal of who Sauron was. Not going to tell you who, um, but it was. Uh, oh, did you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Was, was it good? Yeah, I yes. liked it. Um, I kind of saw it coming. I did uh, kind of guess at that. Of course, you did. Yeah. Previously, but uh, it was good. I, nice. I enjoyed it. I was suspicious of him from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, they they kind of set it up that way. Um, yeah, Ben, I'm current on Sandman. It was it was also really good. Uh, I, I did love Sandman. I have not watched I, all of it. It was oh, it's so good. Sandman is a huge departure from the original comics, but it was still a great story. I, I enjoyed every bit of it. I, it's one of those things like when I started watching it, like I could not stop. I was losing sleep and everything over it. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Cool. So, Blake, uh, speaking of uh, uh, good shows and uh, things that you enjoy, you want to give us some news? I do. Let's fire up the rumor mill. All right. Uh, right off the bat, we got Cap 4. We finally have a set release date to the day, uh, May 3rd, 2024, uh, which is pretty exciting. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Cap 4, I mean, I... I I've been excited for, but honestly, since uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, I'm just kind of like, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I love Sam Wilson, but man, I just did not feel like they gave his character justice at the end of that season. Uh, I think they could have went a completely different route with that and a lot better. But, uh, you know, we're getting the leader, which was announced now. And also, uh, we're going to talk about this later on, but we have a certain character that's been confirmed that's going to be in Cap 4 as well as the Thunderboats. So yeah, what do y'all think about Cap Four? Um, With the newer stuff that's been leaked and released and stuff, I think that where they're headed with the Captain America movies, and specifically where the MCU is headed with with the new setup for New Avengers, we're going to get an entirely different Avengers team. Uh, you know, we have a new Black Widow, we have a new Captain America, we have uh, a new 
Uh, we have a new Hulk in She-Hulk. We have uh, Daredevil in the MCU now, hmm. um, which I don't think we'll see Daredevil in the Avengers. Uh, maybe we'll see him for Secret Wars, but I, I don't think, think we'll you're going to be definitely Avengers. more street level person. I don't. I mean, I think we're going to get you know his 18 episode series, but I don't think we're going to see him really mixed in too much. These these bigger characters, I'll these like yeah. stick with the TV shows and stuff. I think he'll pop up here and there, but I don't. Yeah. I I don't think he's gonna get a lot of Marvel cinematic time. Yes, I agree, completely agree. Uh, that being said, I do again. I think Secret Wars will probably definitely see Matt Murdock in there. Uh, Spider Man as well. If they don't put oh, Spider Man yeah. in there, I mean, well, Secret was, Wars you have to kind of get you have to pull all your strings. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. Spider Man was huge in the original Secret Wars story, so right. Uh, Isn't that when he first got his symbiote suit? Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's where he found his symbiote. Uh, he thought he was just getting a new costume, and turns out he was putting a science just experiment getting... on his body. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, so that's. I, I. I think that. Uh, it's a whole new direction uh, with what they're doing with the the MCU going forward with Captain America four, and I think that what we'll probably end up seeing is them taking stories that involve your Steve Rogers cap and your characters. Your your mainline characters, and you'll see those storylines done with the new legacy heroes, gotcha. as opposed to stories with the legacy heroes from the comics, because the mainline heroes came back around, even when even when Sam became Cap, Steve mm-hmm. Rogers came back as Cap as well. So I think that what we'll end up seeing is the, the Falcon Cap doing Steve Rogers Cap storylines, right, and vice versa. Iron Heart <clears throat> will be doing Iron Man storylines, things like that. Makes sense. Uh. N- as the character we were also talking about, besides the leader, uh, Harrison Ford is confirmed now to play uh, General Ross. General Ross is reportedly going to be a private citizen, leaving the United States Secretary of State behind. Um, so he's going to be more, I think, on a personal vendetta with his still having his, I'm sure, military links, you know, mm-hmm. uh, connections and stuff like that involved. But yeah, he's uh, completely stepping out of the, the government part. So. I know nothing about that character. So we've uh, got General Ross going into the private sector, you right. know, probably probably doing some stuff to make some money on the side. Uh, good chance that that's going to get him involved in the Weapon Plus program, which is going to lead to him getting turned into Red Hulk. Well, we know he's already been involved in, uh, you know, messing with the Weapon X and we- Weapon Plus and stuff like that with the, uh, what was that, after, uh, after credit scene we got. Yeah. So uh, it was, what was that? Uh, it was the end of Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I think you're right. That uh, yeah. well, actually, it wasn't no. even the end of Incredible Hulk. No. It was just in Incredible Hulk. They at the uh, very end because they were using the super soldier serum to create. Oh no, the, that's right. Because they uh, pulled it up out of the cryo thing. The abomination. Yep, yeah, for Emil. Yeah, so he got a Emil. Emil Blonsky got a version, a, a like knockoff version of the right. original super soldier serum, um, which is and then mixed with the Hulk blood turned him into the abomination. And I tell you what, like I'm not big about replacing actors. And, but and I know people's like, oh, you know, you should place replace him with Sam Elliott, and and I agree with that. That's cool and all. But my feelings aren't hurt with the Harrison Ford thing. Uh, man, the fan art that came out this past week looks phenomenal. I mean, it legitimately looks phenomenal, and I'm I'm super pumped. More and more I see of it. Uh, I don't know. I I don't think they could have pulled this look off with uh, who's the original actor that passed away? Uh, John Hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't I don't think he or could William Hurt no William Hurt it's William Hurt John Hurt was an entirely different actor <laughs> so uh, I don't know I'm I'm excited I'm pumped and you know and I, and I truly feel like that the way they could replace this without actually hurting William Hurt being this character which I know he's he's been 
in the MCU since the beginning, but he's not been actively prominent, you know, character since the beginning. Uh, they they can literally CGI or maybe have some previous filming and let, and let him get the serum, let him turn into the Red Hulk, and then just use Harrison Ford being the CGI character as the Red Hulk. So we just have to, we still have the William Hurt, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, they, even the CGI, that's it. They still have to have somebody in that mo, uh, mocap suit. And, and someone to structure the face kind of after it, which still could resemble William Hurts with the mustache and stuff if they wanted to. I guess my big concern is that Harrison Ford is older than William Hurt was, and so we're getting an older, a much older actor playing. William Hurt was old as shit, though, still. Yeah, but we're getting a much older actor taking on the role of Once Red again, Hulk that's and... where the CGI thing comes in. If they just have Harrison Ford doing the mocap suit, and we still have our our human form in our minds and our visuals of it being William Hurt as you know him being human, I think they could just easily pull that off and not upset a lot of people. I'm just saying, how many years are we going to have uh, Thunderbolt Ross as the Red Hulk in the MCU now? Like, it takes them about... If he's an older character. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could easily put him in the Thunderbolts and kill him off by the end of it, or let him be in the next Hulk movie and kill him off in that. And he doesn't have to be a character that's around forever. Well, General Ross isn't even the current Red Hulk. It's a different guy. So it, he doesn't necessarily have to keep the power forever either. I'm just saying it's like uh, we're about to get World War Hulk. We're about to get more Hulk-centric films. And while we were talking about um, maybe General 14 or some of the mm-hmm. other legacy villains from the Hulk comics who kind of fill that Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Ross position in different uh, stories would be great. We're also going to be looking at now, instead of that, we are getting a new Thunderbolt Ross with a new actor, but that new actor is getting up there and it is entirely possible. And God, I hope it isn't. I hope that Harrison Ford lives to be a thousand years old. I don't ever want to lose him, but it is possible that in the next five or six years, we lose Harrison Ford as well. And then, you know, we go into phase five needing another person to pursue Thunderbolt Ross and mm. pick up these storylines that they're going to be telling with him. Unless that, they kill him off. And that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, with them, I feel like they put this, a lot of these things in the thought. I, I truly feel like they don't expect him to be around very long. That's why they picked Harrison Ford. That's why they're okay with Harrison Ford. Uh, I mean, I think Kevin Feige's got probably a set plan in stone uh, for the Red Hulk, and I think it's going to be just a couple films, and that's it. Mm. I mean, that would make sense if you're using somebody older. Right. So Taylor Burton said, I also feel like it's a weird time to have the Red Hulk with the pushover regular Hulk right now. Uh, I think that what's interesting is that we've seen it in the comics a bunch of times. You get a smarter Hulk who doesn't do... Uh, who who's a little less out of control, and that doesn't last long term. Like every single cure that Banner has come up with for the Hulk in the comics has never worked long term. So I think that while we are enjoying Professor Hulk right now, I think that the Hulk persona is going to take over again and it's going to be harder for Banner to to revert back to a smart Hulk. Oh, I completely agree. I think I think we're about done seeing the Professor Hulk. I think we're right here at the end of that storyline. Uh hence why they didn't well we'll talk about She-Hulk later. But uh, <laughs> well, we're gonna get the Green Scar Hulk going with the World War Hulk version, and mm-hmm. he's gonna be out of control and angry and violent, and it's gonna blow all of this like Zen Hulk version that Friendly that we've stuff. gotten for the last couple of uh, right. MCU films. Hopefully, he just doesn't look like a Roblox character. So, uh, next on the list, we also have uh, Leader was supposed to actually be in the end of She Hulk, but they ended up scrapping that. Uh, after they made the announcement of the leader, that was even more anticipated that he was going to be in there. We thought he might have been, you know, part of Intelligentsia. Uh, 
but yeah, that, that he was supposed to be in there, but they ended up scrapping that part of uh, She-Hulk. Yep. That's okay though, because they yeah. fit a lot of new characters in She-Hulk, especially with the Fantastic Frogman, uh, the introduction of Daredevil, which was the big thing for that series. Not just introducing She-Hulk to the MCU, but also then adding the Matt Murdock. Uh, daredevil back to the mcu canon mm-hmm. um i just think that it might have been a little crowded to also then reveal the big oh, bad yeah. of the leader on top of all of that yeah no no, no i agree i think it'd been a little too much i mean hell is a little too much anyways just how it is so uh i mean do you really want to introduce a leader into i mean you've already introduced daredevil like you're talking about uh, if you got this you know this person's gonna be like a main lead villain in an in a, in actual cinematic theater movie yeah, you, you don't want, want to do that. that. Yeah, reveal. yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Plus, I don't uh, think it would have had as much impact considering the route they went with this season. So, also, uh, Taylor Burton never ever stopped making the Tim Blake Nelson uh, holes references. I appreciate that. So, so good. Uh, next on the list, so we uh, finally have a rumored person to play Mephisto. And that's uh, Sasha Cohen Baron. Is that right? Sasha Baron Cohen. Cohen. There we go. Uh, And from what I understand, Variety has confirmed the casting now. Really? Yes. Uh, I saw an article earlier that said Variety has confirmed that it is. Hmm. He is cast as Mephisto. I'm curious which route they're going to go with him. Are they going to make him a serious character? Are they going to make him kind of a cheesy, corny, just a a fan thing? Because we've all been begging for Mephisto. Or. I don't know. I'm curious which route. I know there's a lot of people that are wanting uh, the guy who played Lucifer in the Netflix series to play him, which I would have killed to see him as Mephisto. But yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen has a long history. I mean, we he's he's most commonly known for Bruno and for the Borat, Borat movies yeah. uh, for the most part. But he is also a very acclaimed a serious actor and it's it's something that you don't really see a lot for him but he is he's got he's got the goods and i think that the the thing is when you're you're looking at mephisto he needs to be both um funny charming and dangerous and i think that sasha baron cohen has the chops to make that happen yeah i mean honestly the way if if you take if you get the visual out of your head of Borat and Bruno, and uh, I mean like I've seen some couple pictures with them standing there that they they post on some of these uh, these shots with the Mephisto character, and and, and visually wise I think he could pull it off visually. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of his acting, a versatile acting, to see him pull this character off seriously and and it really put an impact. Unless they're just going to make this uh, one and done cheesy thing fan you know fan service. I really hope Borat's all I can picture. Like, yeah. I can't picture him any other way. Yeah. He was a little larger than life in uh, Sweeney Todd, but he did play a somewhat serious character in that. Uh, but I, I, I think he's got uh, a long history of, like, theater and stage acting as well. And I do think that it – I think he's a, a good candidate for the job. Hmm. Um, he's very tall, which I know that's not right. a big thing because, like, you know, they made Robert Downey Jr. stand on a box, so he was as tall right. as, like, Hemsworth in scenes. Um, but at the same time, I just think we've fan cast Mephisto in our heads so much sure. that it's going to be hard to get the perfect actor. Um, right. And, and uh, I think this is a good choice. I, I do feel like if we get – and. Ben is going to flame me for saying this, but I feel like if we get a Taika Waititi level 
comedy <clears throat> version of Mephisto out of these movies, it's going to be all wrong. I don't think that that's the angle they should go with. I no. think that Mephisto needs to be a serious, serious character. Mm-hmm. That's not saying you can't make a joke here and there. Cause, right. But they're going to be like... It's not like Taco Atiti be the director of it anymore. Uh. It's not worth arguing about. I just... it's. If if you don't understand the the main like Thor Thor storylines that have come out in the last like decade and and how they've handled the character and you couldn't see that that is almost exactly what they put on the screen. Well, with we're, Thor, we're not Love here to mimic the comics, though, are we? But we kind of are. We have to we have to honor the source material, and that's what has set the MCU apart from every other comic movie franchise. They honored the source material. Um, And it doesn't always work. It's not great, and it's never going to work for everybody. It is never going to work for everybody. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't a faithful incarnation of the character. You didn't like it. That's fine. But don't be like, well, that wasn't Thor, because it totally is Thor from the comics. Anyway, that's all I'm saying. All right, so uh, Lego has released their most biggest, most expensive Marvel Lego set now, which is the new Hulkbuster, and it's about to be released, if it's not already released, at the price of $550. I will donate every organ in my body and all of the sperm that my body has made in my lifetime in order to be able to afford that, (laughs) because I want it sitting on a shelf somewhere in my house. Yeah. Uh, And and a testicle. I will donate a testicle. I don't need them. I've got five. This is very true. (laughs) Just one working testicle is fine. So Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, comes out November 11th. If you're a big fan, comes out November 10th. Uh, Also, they are to debut multiple new Rihanna songs. So that's interesting. Uh, I I love Rihanna. I love her music. uh, But I'm curious to see how many they're going to try to squeeze in there so they've given us a variety of music and stuff like they normally do. Because I'm not going to lie, I mean, so far, I've been I've been impressed with the soundtrack that Black Panther has put out and also what we're seeing in Black Panther 2 trailers. I, I, I love it. Uh, I just hope they don't try to put too much of her. Make her the whole soundtrack. Right. Yeah, it's been, it's been interesting seeing what uh, musical artists that the MCU has been able to fold underneath their broader umbrella. Mm-hmm. Ella, mm-hmm. Ella, A, A. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, got you. That was good. That was good. That was good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, on to the next thing. We also got uh, Black Adam. You know, uh, I've seen Bing getting real excited. It says DC's week. Black Adam. Yeah, baby. Well, it's uh, it's already turned into a shit show. Not getting good reviews. It's only 55% approval rating, which obviously we don't go by that. We go by our own suggestions and our own opinions on these things. But it's not looking like a very good start. So I'm... Man, I hope these people are wrong. I hope this is a misleading thing because I want it to be great. I really do. Uh, I'm just scared to death. We're going to get there in theater and see it, and it's going to be nothing but a sloppy mess. Yeah, I I am concerned that it's it's. I, I I've been saying this for months that the the way that the Rock is advertising the film makes me think that it's not going to be that good. Because mm. usually when when it's not standing on its own legs, when it's not like here's some footage from the film and some things we're excited about, and instead it's the the main actor going like, "You guys got to see this. It's so good!" Like yeah. every oh, single yeah. time, it's it's like. Hey, uh, can you get out there and tell everybody how good our movie is going to be? Because we're going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I, I I hope it's good. I hope I hope either it's good 
or it's so awful that I love it. Mm. I hope it is yeah. one of those two things. I uh, I just hope it's not mediocre. That's I, I, do, I do it. love the Rock's acting. <laughs> like I mean, a lot majority of the movies, eighty percent of the movies he's in, I enjoy them. I do. Uh, you know, one of the movies that he was in that started off my uh, me loving the movies that he's in is uh. Oh, shoot. Rundown. Rundown, yes. Him and Sean William Scott. That, that to me, it, even to date, is one of The Rock's best movies yes. he did. It was just, oh my God, there's plenty of action. You got Christopher Walken in it. It's just it's just a great mm-hmm. balance of comedy and action. Uh, man, I, I would love to see a Rundown sequel. Like, <sighs> with that same later. cast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next on the list, Henry Cavill is confirmed playing a Superman 2 movie. Nice. Yeah, no, we didn't see that coming, did we? <laughs> it, I'm glad that they were able to at least figure this one thing out. Yes, it's 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 been a, a cavalcade of uh, wrong turns right. with the DCEU, especially with Henry Cavill. He's such a huge star; it should have been a no-brainer. Mm. Like, here's a guy that just shows up, plays The Witcher, blows up Netflix. Like, everybody's like, "Oh my god, I got to see this! You got to see this! Go watch it! It's so good." Um, here's a guy that was slightly rumored he may be doing something in the MCU, and it was huge news. Like, right. mm-hmm. talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then here you have the DCEU with the best person to have been in a super suit since Christopher Reeves wanting to play Superman and just saying, like, guys, put me in a movie. And they're like, uh, I don't know. What if we just, like, greenlight a Shazam sequel? And right. I don't know, the Batman <laughs> instead of uh, something with Superman. And it's, uh, it you know, Superman, the Superman films really kicked off our modern superhero film uh, as we know them. I, I I think that if we hadn't gotten Superman 1, um, it wouldn't have paved the way for all of this. And then Superman 2, Richard Donner's uh, Superman 2 is an incredible superhero film. Still, to this day, it's up there. For me, it's right up there next to Winter Soldier. I just think it's such a great film. It's so um, and, and it's it's really set a standard for superhero films going forward. So for DC to have that character... Uh, for DC to have that character in their can in, in their what's the word I'm looking for in their uh, universe uh, whatever yeah. uh, to use and 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 just sit on it, it it's so ridiculous like it just I don't get it it should have right. been an easy sell Rock should have been like you know what you guys should do put Henry Cavill in Superman again and they should have been like you're right we're idiots but instead he had to go in this whole like I'm not doing this movie unless you put him in it I am not being a part of this unless you bring Henry Cavill back as Superman it's ridiculous it shouldn't have taken this long yeah it was way too much work to get him back and I think if it's well done we may see a greenlit Justice League 2 with with our Justice League characters back that Hmm. would be neat yeah just you know keep keep Zack Snyder away from it maybe get a decent director um you know, and uh, probably probably get a decent movie. Yeah. So uh, WB, you know, we thought they were done canceling stuff. Oh, Not and uh, just Taylor yet. Burton, uh, Hamada uh, left the the um, DCEU or the Warner Brothers uh, rebranding. So uh, WB cancels another movie project, the uh, Zatanna movie. Uh, that they were going to come out with that we also we've talked about before in the past they uh, want, once again have canceled another project so that is have, scrapped have we discussed done. that they were making a Zatanna mm-hmm. movie yeah we I, I don't remember I don't, this I don't remember anything yeah we did yeah that's because uh, Brittany I think was excited about it I'm glad that we discussed it I think the fact that I don't remember it is a good indicator of how excited I was yeah. Ooh, unless that was the week you weren't here I was only here one, one time in the history of all of Comically Inclined, so it maybe. It could be that week. It could be. Very possible. 
Uh, let's see what else we got here. A couple more things. Uh, the Batman. We're getting more spinoffs, which we knew we were getting a Cobblepot's, you know, spinoff was uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, so they're actually going to do a Professor Pig spinoff. We are getting a Scarecrow spinoff and a, and I don't know if y'all remember me saying this before on a previous episode, but I was like, you know, I grew up watching the 90s Batman cartoon and one of the characters I would love to see come to life that nobody has ever tried to bring to the cinema is Clayface. They are getting a Clayface <laughs> spinoff. Uh, that is something like, I hope it's good CGI because I, I don't know. I've always loved that character. I had a toy of that character, and I thought it would be so cool to see like a live version of that. I'm on the fence about that. I'm this whole thing with them using Batman characters, but no Batman to make series and shows and stuff. It I just feel like the lack of Batman is going to keep it from being good. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's the big thing that brings them all together and makes people care about them individual characters. Right. The only one of Batman's rogues I can think of that I I feel like would stand on his own for a movie or series is the Joker. Because there's been enough written about the Joker throughout his history that there's a story to tell there. I just don't see, like, if you get a Two-Face series, once he goes from Harvey Dent to Two-Face, Batman, Batman needs to be there somewhere. <laughs> Uh, whenever Clayface goes from being, and it depends on which version of Clayface you're going to get, because there's been three of them, but whichever one you get, once he goes from a person to Clayface, you need Batman, hmm. the Penguin. Uh, he can you can do a story where he's building his criminal empire, and it it could be good. Then they sound like they'd all have to be like origin stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what do you do once he's established? You need Batman. Well, I mean, they could do just like She Hulk. Give a long, drawn-out, you know, ridiculous show, I mean, of, you know, origin story of how that character develops. And then all of a sudden throw that, uh, after this, you know, short series run, throw that into a, uh, I mean, a movie with, with Batman. I could, like, let's say, let's say season one establishes the character. Season one is their origin, and they do a season one for, and, and so maybe each season of these series is season one of that villain. And they just do... Let's just say they introduce like six villains over six seasons, and then season seven, they introduce Batman. Now you've got seven established villains, and we know their whole story, actors, mm. cast, all put in place. Then right. you introduce Batman, and you have him playing inside of his rogues gallery. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's great. But if you're planning to do 15 seasons of Clayface... I don't think that's. Yeah, I don't. I do not think that, with, those, with them saying there's going to be spinoffs. I think there's no notion of them trying to do a multiple season thing on these characters. Like I, I think. It, I think it's a one and done introductory thing, so we don't have to give you the introduction of these characters in the movie. I mean, just kind of like what Marvel's doing. I, I think this is their them mimicking Marvel. I mean, honestly, with the Disney Plus shows, to where they don't have to spend this time and uh, with the origins in the movies, I, and that way they can immediately throw these characters in, and you know the backstory. You you have a little bit of uh, connection with them, you know, through these seasons. So I, I truly feel like that's that's what they're doing. They're just kind of mimicking Marvel with the Disney Plus series stuff. Yeah. But trying to trying to do their own route with it. It, it, it well, if it's well done, maybe. Um, I just that's a long shot in the dark. I, that's my thing. I I think that these are great ideas. Like the Pennyworth series, it didn't do well because the coolest thing about Alfred is that he's Batman's butler. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so a story in a world where Batman doesn't exist and it's just a story about a British spy. I, it's a great idea. I mean, we've seen it done. That's ho- that's what James Bond is. Right, but. You don't sell it with a Batman connection and then never show Batman. 
I guess that's that's yeah. just what I'm. That's where my head's at on that. So last but not least, uh, Flash Two sequels already in development. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Makes sense. You know, there's a good chance that Ezra Miller may not be playing him, but they are already in de- development with uh, a sequel to it. So, so Ezra Miller is all over the place. He started a cult. He assaulted some people. Like, there's some things going on with that guy, and it seems to me like Warner Brothers has fired people for less. So and the then fact they're keeping him. I they're don't... just keeping him. It's just mind-boggling. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, it doesn't seem like a good choice. It seems like he's going to be um, anathema to all DC movies going forward as long right. as he's in them. Um, and I do understand that they just threw Batgirl away. And they've dumped a bunch of money into this Flash movie by hiring Michael Keaton, especially. Uh, so I, I get wanting to see that hit screens, but I just think it's not going to do well. Yeah. Um, they're setting themselves up for failure. There's probably too many people that are going to use the actor's personal life to keep them away from the movie. Yeah. I, I think so, too. And the, the worst part about this is, is prior to all of this shit, I was really excited about this Flash movie. I liked him as an actor. I, I like, yeah. yeah. Perks of being a wallflower. I love that movie. Yeah. Like, I've been a fan of Ezra Miller's for a long time, and uh, I was excited about this Flash movie, and now it just carries this this dark cloud over the top of it, and it makes it hard to be excited about it. Yeah. Like, I want to see this new Supergirl. I want to see Michael Keaton back as Batman. I want to see his new Batman costume in person with him in it, portraying this character. I wanted to see him move on to Aquaman 2, which is what he was initially going to do. Right. I'm glad that Batflex back. Yeah. Um, and I do hope that this uh, Flash movie does well enough with the introduction of the Michael Keaton Batman that we get more of that version of Batman in the movies. I just, I, I feel like that's the opposite of what's going to happen. Taylor said live action, big budget Flashpoint was destined for success. It really was at one point. Absolutely. Hmm. It was. And the fact that it could reset the DCEU in a way that makes it all make sense and gives us a chance to get these Justice League characters back and, and, and retell their stories. And it won't matter that you've changed some things about them. Um, like, you know, make Wonder Woman a little better and don't make Steve Trevor dead and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> but it's a uh, – so I don't know. I was excited – I'm I'm apprehensive at least with this going forward, and the fact that they're greenlighting a sequel, I can't wait to see who they cast as the Flash. Because um, also Barry Allen's blonde. Why do we never get blonde Barry Allen's? It's true. We have a CW. He's not really blonde-headed either. He isn't. No. The yeah. original Flash uh, TV series not blonde. The New Flash TV series, not blonde. Ezra Miller, not, not blonde. blonde. Like what? Are you telling me there's a a shortage of attractive blonde men in Hollywood? I doubt it. No, I don't think so either. No, there's not. Yeah. Anyway. So, y'all have anything to add to that list that y'all have heard this week that I might have missed? Uh, I did hear uh this fantastic rumor that Comically Inclined has a new merch page up. They do. Yes. Have you heard about that? I have. I actually had to go look it up myself. Yeah, well, uh, so we have a lot of offerings on there uh, and uh, somewhere. There we go. Um, So you can go to comicallyinclined.com and give you an opportunity to see all of the stuff that we've got. There's uh, me and Blake and Brittany. There's the Queen of Hell shirt we've been talking about. We've got the Comically Inclined tees uh, with our new logo. That's the Heather. Can you check the uh, chat? 
there's our Taylor Burton is a sexy mountain man. Boy, that video is playing way too fast. But anyway, and it comes in many different uh, colors, varieties, sizes, styles. Um, so uh, if you get a chance, go to comicallyinclined.com, click on that merch link, and uh, get your swag, man. Yes. Heather, show the folks your nice shirt. I think you can see it. Yeah. No. It says, Heather, what's in chat? There we go. Yeah. Yep. Kind of. <laughs> Heather's giving you the goods. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Burton says you forgot something. Beta Ray Burton uh, Beta Ray. is saying we're still not getting Beta Ray Bill in the MCU. And, uh, bro, I'm with you. I, I feel it. What What's uh, what you saying I forgot? The Beta Ray thing? Huh? Was he saying I forgot the Beta Ray thing? Just that you didn't mention it. Mm, that's, that's all he's true, saying. True. Uh, but I might have forgot Beta Ray, but I can never forget Taylor. So yeah. that's the main thing. Tizzle Bizzle, man. Yeah. We love you. But yeah, that's this week on Rumor Mill. These rumors have been milled. Rev Pikachu. As he's watching it, he's watching us on YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. So thank you for those views. Nice. Yeah. See that? Get. Get on his level, That's guys. A true he's fan watching. Right there. Yeah, yeah, he's watching us on three <laughs> different formats. That's incredible. So, uh, you want to talk some She-Hulk? I would love to talk about the season finale and maybe the season overall for She-Hulk. Yeah, let's kind of get like an overview of the the episode and an overview of the whole season and our thoughts and opinions on it. You know, I I prefer bad news first so that you get uplifted with the good news afterwards. So, Blake, how about you tell us what you thought first? <laughs> well, no, 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 like. I'm not completely against She-Hulk at all because I really liked the first four episodes. Uh, I really, I mean, I knew this was going to be a lighthearted uh, law comedy. Uh, I knew it was supposed to be like you know, kind of like a Ally McBeal type thing, and and I enjoyed it. I did. It was fun. I didn't expect no like huge seriousness of it. Uh, but man, like then we had the wedding episode. I wasn't really wasn't a fan of that episode. But then the next episode was all right. You know, uh, we got Daredevil. What two episodes after that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like the Daredevil episode. That was probably by best far one. the best episode of the season. Uh, but then we get episode nine, and uh, I don't know. Like I, I agree. I, I, don't get me wrong. So like when they kind of freezed it, when everybody just started popping in the barn for no reason, and she's like, "Oh, this is getting messy," and and, and literally my first thought was like, "God, this is getting sloppy." But I'm here for it. I'm not going to lie. Because I, I want to see the Abomination rematch with the Hulk. Now, now mind you, I, I think it was good that they stopped and paused that and didn't give us that. Because I feel like there would be a lot of people upset. Because that's Professor Hulk. That's Smart Hulk. That's not the Hulk we got back in 2008. And everybody's got so many memes going on about like, oh, you know, this is a real fight. This is what we got. We got Professor Hulk so much smaller. Well, he is. He's not the full-blown Hulk. Mm-hmm. That That's more of a, a collaboration of Banner and him. And he's, he's not supposed to be that big. And, and also, in the comics, Abomination has always been greatly bigger than, than the Hulk anyways, even Professor Hulk or regular Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually, if you want to go off the 2008 thing, 2008 is actually inaccurate on their display of sizes between the two Hulks. Abomination is bigger in 2008, too. No, slightly though. Yeah, he's bigger than Hulk in that too. Not much though. Yeah. So I mean, not as obvious. Right, right. So I, I really think it was good that they stopped it because I feel like a lot of fans would be upset and they would be bashing them even more. It's like, well, what the crap is this if we got a full blown Hulk? Because it wouldn't match up. It just wouldn't. It wouldn't service us like we needed to. So that was cool. But uh, you know, I mean, I, I give them props to when the uh, the the Disney Plus menu popped up because I'm like. Oh shit! I really thought my stuff <laughs> glitched, too. you know. So that's that's cool. But then I don't know. I I just don't feel like that was very good quality. Hallie, Hallie did that. She popped in there, and and I really feel like 
episode nine was a huge filler. I, I know this was a, a, a takeoff from her tearing into the comic pages in the past and, and, and talking about Marvel and doing stuff like that, and that's fine. But did you have to make it that long? I mean, did you have to, the, the Kevin thing? That, that's ha 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 funny. That's great. I, I laugh, it made me chuckle. But did it have to be that long of a conversation about it? I really feel like there was so much dead space with other things that could have been used or happened and, and could have gave us a better season finale. Uh, and then, I don't know, man. Uh, then we get Daredevil popped in, and Daredevil almost seemed like a corny knockoff in this last episode. I mean, I feel like they brightened up his purple suit and the gold. It, it looked more uh, cheesy than it did on the, the two episodes prior to that. Uh, and then didn't you get Scar? And, I mean... You might as well say, pulled him out of the Minecraft on Xbox and placed him right there beside <laughs> Hulk. Uh, the CGI, I, I, I know they don't have the budget, and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied with the CGI for She-Hulk. I am. Like, I, I know it's not a uh, project where it's in theaters, so it's not going to live up to the Hulk. You know, and the Hulk CGI has already been designed. They've, they have that file, uh, so I think that's why his CGI, no matter what's always going to look better. Uh, but man, they could have put a little bit more effort in Scar, I believe. And then that haircut, I mean, they look. It looked like he's Bam Bam from, I don't, with a bad haircut from another plan. I don't know. I, I just wasn't, I was not satisfied. I expected it to be a little bit better. I mean, yeah. I agree. I think they dragged out the whole Kevin thing a little bit longer. Too I found long. myself losing interest and not like hearing. I had to rewind to rewatch. Yeah. I was living for it. I was so excited to see that happen. Uh, it actually happened in the Shield comics where she ripped through the panel. She went to the Marvel writers' room and she killed the creative team behind the She-Hulk comics because she didn't agree with how the story was going, and then she reset it to the way it needed to go. We didn't right. get that. That happened in the comics. Didn't get that. That'd be so cool. Then, well, yeah. <laughs> what we got in the show, she actually went into the real Marvel Studios creative uh, area. She actually went and signed. Well, didn't even sign. She just got up, uh, fed up with it. But that. Um, uh, uh, Non, oh, yeah, the NDA or whatever. The NDA. That's legitimately the NDA you have to sign when oh, you go yeah. into Marvel Studios. Yeah. It wasn't that wasn't for fun. That's actually oh. the NDA you have to sign to get into Marvel yeah. Studios. Um the she goes to the writers' room and there's the writers of her show, including Chloe Chloe Zhao, the the director right. for the series, having a full on conversation with She Hulk. Like this is the kind of stuff that while well, I get that maybe people were like, I wanted to see people throwing punches and you know, I wanted to see like the anti-Hulk version, you know, just like Iron Man and, uh, you know, uh, Black Panther and Thor and, you know, that whole thing where they just did, um, here's a good guy, here's an evil version of the good guy, and they fight. Like, I, I get that, like, everybody wanted that, like, for the 60th or 70th time in a row, but at the same time, it was just really cool to see Jennifer Walters uh, and, and She-Hulk and have a female superhero who was like, knockdown dragouts are fun. But that doesn't have to be every single thing we do. No, no, it don't. It don't. But uh, I, I enjoyed know. it. I just think it could have been a little shorter. Shorter? Oh no, no. Like the breaking through and oh yeah, Marvel, yeah. That particular scene. I do think the thing with Scar, it's it's really easy to. It, it would have been really great to have actually gotten Scar on film. Also, we don't know the direction they're going with that character. We don't. We have no idea. I'm, and I'm going to take it that they're not going to... I don't think it's going to be similar to the comics. I think they're going to take it and kind of create their own story with that thing. And, and I'm okay with that. I'm completely okay with that as long as it's decent. Uh, I, I love the meme. And if you go back and watch episode 9, where it says, Scar looks so bad, even the blind man was surprised. 
literally when he popped up, you see a surprised look even on Matt Murdock's face. He's like, oh, wow. You know? Yeah. Because it, it, he looked that bad. But Daredevil kind of sees a world on fire. That's the whole thing yeah, that we saw true. in uh, the Netflix series. But also, um, Scar's haircut might look stupid, right? No, like, it, it does. Right. It might. And you might feel that way. But also, I think they're leaning into some sort of like uh, native aboriginal heritage for the Sakarans. And then, mm. because he had, not only did he have that weird haircut, yeah. he also had tribal tattoos running down his arms and around his arms and on his chest. And I, I feel like they're maybe trying to mix some cultures mm-hmm. into the MCU uh, that we maybe don't necessarily see represented on screen. And they're using kind of the scar being banner's son but from another entirely different culture and maybe having that like cultural dissimilarity right might be what they were leaning into now that being said we may like um we may ugly sonic scar so badly that the next time we see him he has long hair and he looks like he did in the comics he could have still had long hair though because it looked like it could have been like pulled back yeah it was like a bun Uh, ben says uh, they mix scar and hulkling which i i can agree with that i think they did try to mix a little bit of both those characters together appearance wise I, I think that we're still getting Hulkling, though. With, Do with, you? I think with Secret Invasion coming up, I think with the storylines between the uh, the Kree and the Skrulls, I think that we're still going to get Hulkling and Scar. I, I'm going to take a—I uh, normally wouldn't do this, but I'm going to take a, a wild gander, and I'm going to say that, uh, that we're not. I think this—you know, we rumored to get Hulkling for so long. Uh, especially with you know them bringing in these young young people and they're introducing them uh, with uh, Scarlet Witch and her kids especially. Uh, I, I I think this is going to be the young version that we get. I think this is going to be the only one. I think this is going to be the the placement. This may he may be part of the Young Avengers eventually. Uh, that's that's my theory on that. I think that I can see Scar on a Young Avengers team. I'm not saying that 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 won't be the case. I think he could be the Hulk of a Young Avengers right. team. But I also think that we are still going to get Hulkling. Yeah, right. No, no. I so that Hulkling and yeah. Wiccan have their relationship from the comics because that's still one of the most popular cult, uh, one of the most popular relationships that Marvel has had in the comics in mm. a long time. Yep. So I don't see them just throwing that away. I, yeah. I think it'll. Or still they be can create a complete new relationship though in the movies with anybody else. I mean, honestly, they could. They could. So. That's but, something we'll have to hold on to see which one's right. You're right. <laughs> but the story of, of Hulkling becoming Emperor of Space, uh, it was kind of a big enough story that I think that they will eventually tap, uh, into, it. tap into it for for movies and stuff. Uh, speaking of uh, tapping into movies, uh, you guys want to talk about our favorite uh, fantasy crushes? Yeah. I had one more thing. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so sorry to ruin your segue. <laughs> so I, I I I feel like we can't go over this part. I'm leaving. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm sorry, uh, but I really did enjoy the the very uh, beginning of episode nine where they gave the the Lou Ferrigno you know TV show callback yeah. to all that. I I thoroughly enjoyed that. And did you know that that, that was actually a a man playing She Hulk? Yeah, there towards I the seen end? him on TikTok. Did you? <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I scrolled do, the comments down. So I did that. love that fan service that we got and, and now it makes sense why we've seen some of the promo footage of them looking like they were in the 80s or 70s or, or 70s i guess because uh, I, I was i'm a i was it's one of those things i was like did they just scrap that and that was a promo deal and they it was going to be in there and they're like nah it didn't work so that really made me happy that they did incorporate that and, and gave lou frig knows you know uh, bill bixby 
their, their their nod to to their shows and their efforts that they they created. I mean, the first on TV. So I, I feel like that was very well deserved. Yeah, I did enjoy that we had a non CGI Hulk at the in that like seventies throwback. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it was good. That that like grindhouse footage style was was fun i enjoyed that deontay agrees with me so it's gotta be yeah right. i see that yeah. uh, deontay lifter big fan uh deontay good to see you in the chat brother we'll have to uh get you back on the show soonishly for sure <clears throat> so uh you ready to do our top five list blake yeah you want to do our top five crushes i think we should yeah, me too <laughs> Welcome to Top 5. We are doing our Top 5 Fantasy Crushes, and I see that Taylor Burton already hit us with a number 6. So that is... He is on it. I I, I I totally understand having more than 5 choices on this particular list. Now, Taylor, are you talking about from the HBO series? Uh, that's a good Starfire, I have, I have to agree. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't have any problem with that one there's either. There's something about that actress and the way she, I don't know, gave that character like just that strong presence and... Perfection. Yeah, I think yeah. that the uh, whenever they launched uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, and it was the um, it was Red Hood, uh, Starfire, and uh, um, Arsenal. Uh, I think that that was probably my favorite version of Starfire to date. But mm. yes, the HBO uh, Titan series Starfire is also a great choice. And she seems more believable, you know, because she's yeah. real, she's real. So yeah. Hey Blake, you want to give us your number five? Oh, I thought we were doing sixes. Oh, are we, do you Not have gonna, a six? No, no, I'm playing. I don't. <laughs> uh, number five. Uh, this is, you know, this goes back to like way young as a kid, but uh, it's it's been pretty hot and heavy on TikTok and stuff. So I feel like it, uh, I just have to bring this up. It's, it's, it's to me one of the best childhood movies as well from, from a goofy movie. Uh, Roxanne, uh, Max's girlfriend, just like she had that just uh, real natural, innocent, like just good. I don't know, just a good person. I don't know. what I'm trying to say. You know, saying like a good character just seemed real innocent and natural, and yeah, and yeah. it did it for you. Yeah, it did it for me, dude. Yeah. I totally get it. Yep. Yeah, uh, so, Roxanne, a goofy movie, man. That's a. I feel like that just changed us as a culture. You know, if you look into each other's hearts, you find you're never too far apart. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heather, what's your number five? Eric Northman from True Blood. Uh, okay. This one's more the TV show because I haven't read the books yet, but I like that he's kind of a bad guy unless you're the person he cares about and then he's just going to kill everybody. Hmm. He's a good actor. I, I, yes. I like him. He's yes. such a good actor. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Yes. Uh, he was also Tarzan. And, yep. uh, yeah, right. Let's see. Uh, and what, The Northman? The Northman. Yep. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet, though. I haven't I either, it's but incredible. I know he's like the main actor in that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, speaking of goofy movie, like, like uh, my, one of my favorite deals is The Leaning Tower of Cheese. Leaning Tower of Cheese. <laughs> Landon, what do we got in chat? Uh, Deontay Lifters, uh, number five, I think, is Scarlet Witch slash Elizabeth Olsen. It's yes. a great one. She's uh, yes. Lizzie Olsen is a very attractive lady, and she she plays a great character. I didn't even put her on my list just because I wouldn't quit talking about her. So I'm like, nope, I'm not doing yeah. that. Yeah, definitely my favorite of the Olsen sisters. Oh, definitely. Uh, hands down. Yeah. Uh, you know, she, she's, the, she's the one that didn't kill Heath Ledger, and I don't know which one of the other two did. So uh, are you not familiar with this? That I am they, not. 
one of them was the one that gave him the drugs that led oh, to his really? overdose. Yeah. I did not know this. Oh, wow. I didn't well, either. Yeah, yeah no. Yep. Jeez. I seen a picture of uh, two of them the other day on online. It said, why do they look like one that will like see dead people and tell you what they're saying, and the other knows what's going to happen to your future in the day you're going to die? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They didn't age well. They, yeah. I think it's all, it has to do with all to the coke. <laughs> Nick Beck's number five is Evil Lynn from Masters of the Universe. Hell yeah, it is. Evil Lynn, that is a, that is a bad woman. Uh, in all the best ways. Uh, and also, I love that in like 80s cartoons, um, all of the female characters are in corsets. It was just a, it was a great choice. Lingerie for children's shows. It's, uh, it's probably, yes, got a, got the, uh, perfection. Uh, okay from, uh, from Landon. But I, it's probably how I ended up the way I am with the, uh, you know, the love of, uh, uh women in SM gear. For nice. sure. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got, Landon? Uh, Taylor Burton's number five is Black Cat and Sable from Spider-Man PS4. Yeah. Felicia yeah. Hardy. Silver Sable, uh, Taylor. I don't, that, I that, that's that. always, like, I felt like it was the top five crushes that were, we should have, like, the top 20. Because yeah. there's so many. Could be a pretty long list. Yeah. Uh, Felicia Hardy was also one of mine as well. Especially, yeah. like, her debut to me, like, my de- her debut of me in my life was uh, the 90s X or Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah. And it's like, man. Uh, ben Stewart's number five is Uma Thurman, Poison Ivy. Ooh, yeah. Probably one of the only good parts of Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. That's probably the most attractive to me that I think Uma Thurman has looked in, in any movie, too. Really? Yeah. Out of uh, Just all my personal films. opinion and taste. Like, I, I feel like that's probably the most attractive, to my opinion, that she's ever been. Yeah, dude. I can I can see that, though. It was a great costume. They did a great job with yeah. the Poison Ivy costume in that. Uh, Deontay Lifter actually had a different number five. I guess the one before was supposed to be his number six. Okay, okay. I'm in. Uh, his number five is Jennifer Walters, Titania. Tatia- Tatiana Maslany. Yeah. Yeah. She's very attractive. She I, is very attractive. I totally agree yeah. with that. And also She-Hulk. Damn. Yeah. For sure. I would take both versions, though. I yeah, think both no, versions I'm, of her is great. I don't discriminate. Yeah. I'll take yeah. I'll take her green or or uh, I don't even know. She's uh, she's British. I know that. Um, no issue. Yeah, but she, um, I, you know, yeah. yeah. I don't know if she's yeah. like I was gonna say white, but I don't know if she's a Caucasian. I think I feel like she's, she's got, got like a little bit of a yeah, complexion. She's got something, you know. I don't know Pacific Islander. I have no idea. I'm I'm not. You know, can't just look at people and be like, ah. Oh, you're Polynesian. So, uh, Danny, my number, what's your number five. <laughs> my number five comes from the world of Transformers, Beast Machines. Uh, actually, Beast Wars. Uh, it's the character Black Arachnia. Uh, Is that a robot? Yeah, she's a robot. Uh, in her in her spider form, not so much, but in her robot form, hell yeah. All uh, right. I'm, you know who doesn't fantasize about someday having a sex bot? And, uh, uh, you do. Apparently, I, I definitely do. <laughs> I definitely do. Uh, maybe not one that will kill me rather than uh, spend time with me, but that's the case with black arachnia. But you know what? It's a 50-50 chance. The you know, things, that's, that's living life on the edge. The things we love always end up hurting us. <laughs> Blake, you're number four. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Blake, what's your number four? Uh, that's so true, Danny. Very true. Number four is uh, Kida uh, from Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Uh, another one uh, as a small child, just in, initially attractive. Uh, 
the way they dressed her, uh, the darker complexion, the white hair. I don't know what it is, but the white hair, you know, same same way with black hat. Like, uh, I don't know. And then you had the blue tattoos on them, I think, as well. Yeah. So Kida, yeah, from uh, Atlantis, the cartoon. I like it. Uh, yeah, dude. And uh, there's the uh, the TikToks where it shows her, like, walking out of the water, and she's like, yeah. why she got all that ass? Like, <laughs> what is – who was, like, animating at Disney? And they were like, this is a good uh, – there we go. <laughs> like, children's movies. <laughs> Heather, you're number four. Jace Whalen from Mortal Instruments. It's another book. I, I don't know this character. Please tell me more. He kills demons. He's just badass. And okay. In the TV show, he's also played by a pretty actor. But who, who plays him? I think it's Dominic Sherwood. Okay, I don't know who that is. Yeah. So pretty actor. Yeah, yeah. the attractive it, it, man. In, in the book, his character is also an attractive man. Described as being very attractive. Hmm. Fantastic. And badass because he kills demons and you know saves the world. Well, speaking of attractive Take notes, men. Alex. You need to start yeah. killing demons. You'll be speaking more attractive. Of attractive Save men. the world every now and yeah. then. Landon, what do we have in chat? You got uh, this. I believe in you. <laughs> uh, Nick Beck's number four is Babs Bunny from Space Jam. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is it Babs? Lola. Lola. It's Lola Bunny oh, in yeah. Space Jam. Uh, Babs is from Tiny Toons. Uh, and uh, that's the pink bunny. But also, I mean, I had a... Yeah, I think for the Tiny Toons ones, whatever. Um, but yeah, Lola Bunny. There's another example of like, why did they decide to make this cartoon rabbit so incredibly sexy? Yeah. Like, she's got F me eyes from the beginning of the movie <laughs> yeah. to the end. For like, what reason? That's great. It's just like, what's the most horny way we can draw this this rabbit's eyeballs to look? And it's like, nailed it. The horniest rabbit they drew was Jessica Rabbit. Oh, Not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, Deontay Lifter's number four is Domino's slash uh, Zazzy Beats. Yes, Domino's so attractive. That was a great casting choice. I love, I loved Domino in Deadpool. Her just like not just attractive, but just also just the way she carried herself and mm-hmm. and, and everything, the way she just presented that whole character in, in full. Yeah, yeah. I'm rewatching Deadpool two right now. You know, yeah. Getting ready for the. Wolverine coming back. Right. Does anybody Just know? Want to see it so much more now? Does anybody know a good way to watch Deadpool ever after? I have uh, not been able to find it on any yeah, streaming service. They they take it off almost everything. There's only like one way. There's only like one thing you can watch it on now, if I'm not mistaken. Or you can uh, get on Amazon and order the DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah, you'd have to because I bought the I bought the version on Amazon to stream it and. It was just Deadpool too. Yeah, like it was not. My my uncle, I know, like when it first came out, uh, Voodoo had it, and so my uncle, I know he he owns it on Voodoo, but I don't even think Voodoo offers it anymore. Yeah, I've not is been it, able to find it. Is it just an extra? So they it, did a PG thirteen yeah. version of Deadpool two, but it is based off the Princess Bride, and Deadpool kidnaps Fred Savage and ties him in a bed and reads him Tell the story <laughs> of Deadpool 2 in oh, a PG-13 goodness. format. It's a Christmas movie. Okay. Yeah, and there's yeah. like there's like they take out a lot of uh, what blood and a lot of uh, curse words. Uh, yeah, so. mostly the F the F bomb. Yeah. And uh I think he says shit less, but you know. PG-13 means you can still show boobs, so Ben Stewart's <laughs> number 4 is Raven from Teen Titans. Mm. 
I meant, ah. <laughs> uh, uh, that's one of my favorite cosplays to see, too. I love seeing people cosplaying Raven. It's such a good costume. Yeah. And it always uh, it always looks good. Yeah. I don't know if it's the cloak or the fact that I love goth girls or probably the goth girl probably thing, honestly. Especially, especially when we get to my number one. My number... Hold up. One, two, three, four... Four of my five fantasy crushes are goths. I mean, and I just realized this. Four of mine are vampires. Okay. So, yeah. Taylor uh, Burton's number four is Mara Sov from Destiny. I, uh, yep. Taylor, I assume that's a great choice, and I think that if Brittany was here, she'd be like, oh my god, yes, Taylor. Oh, I get, <laughs> I get so, uh, just... She's a uh, mommy. Um, if I just had to guess how Brittany would handle that. My number four <laughs> is uh, Chun Li from Street Fighter. Um, now, the Street Fighter movie was absolute garbage, but it did have. Who's uh, um, the. Uh, what's her name? Uh, voiced Mulan. She was in. She's in uh, uh, Boba Fett, Mandalorian. Uh, Ming-Na Wen. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ming-Na yeah. played Chun-Li in that. And, uh, man, she's just been on my mind ever since that, really, honestly. Mm. And and I'm glad she stayed in the fantasy worlds that she has because yeah, We I would have seen Ming-Na. her, but she canceled. Yeah, yeah she uh, did yeah. cancel yeah. last she minute. Was it Chicago, Chicago or St. Louis? Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Yep. Chicago. She didn't show up. But... Uh, no, both. Yeah. It's supposed to be both. Oh, you're right. Yep. Because, like, dang, that's back-to-back, you know? Yeah, we didn't see her either. Mm. Yep. Fantastic. Blake, what's your number three? Number three, uh, Princess Jasmine. Uh, I get out it. Out of all the Disney princesses, my God. <laughs> like, I don't know, them eyes, that long black hair, and her wardrobe, and the dark, all of it. All <laughs> yeah. of it. <laughs> Nick Beck's number three. <laughs> uh, Heather, what's your number three? Edward from Twilight. Uh, the book, the book character, not the movie. Oh, okay. I don't know if that makes it better I'm or not. Probably, I've never, not, I've never watched the movies, and yeah. I've never read the I, books. I will admit, I have watched every movie. Mm-hmm. I went to midnight showings of every movie, and back when DVDs Same. were real, I was at midnight in line with yeah. other people. It's not me solo doing it. Right. But uh, is that Just, like a Mandela effect? Are DVDs not real anymore? Not really. I mean, they are, but uh, they are. But, but like, the, it, back in the day like... when they first came out, remember, like Walmart would release DVDs at midnight. And oh if yeah. You weren't mm-hmm. there. It may be three or four days later when they restocked them. Right. So there was a lot of uh, growing up. Like I was a big DVD collector, and so like I, once I wanted to see, or if I was with somebody that really wanted them, we'd go to midnight because eleven right. fifty nine. You know, boom, Walmart pulls that pallet out. <laughs> but the character in the book is a lot more attractive than what they. Uh... Describe make him in the uh, movies. Oh, really? I hmm. mean, he's supposed to be somebody that like every woman turns and looks when he walks by, and I don't feel like people do that with Robert Pattinson. But hmm. I feel like yeah. if Robert Pattinson walked by me, I'd, I'd double take. Well, I'd be like, "Holy yeah. shit, it's Batman!" <laughs> but uh, you know, or maybe yeah. not. Or a detective that. with plot armor. <laughs> and then he's just you know Something dedicated to protecting you know the girl that he falls in love with, and right. Yeah, and then his friend, his uh, his frenemy that ends up hooking up with his daughter, you know, yeah, that just you know. just just normal vampire werewolf yeah. things. It happens. <laughs> Nick Mick changed his. <laughs> Landon, what do we what do we got in chat? Taylor Burton's number three is Wonder Woman and Hawk Girl from Justice League the animated series. Yes, 
together. All the yes, absolutely. And yeah, I'd watch that porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rule 34. Absolutely. Nick Beck's number three, new number three, is Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Ah, yes. The, the, uh, the thing I always find interesting about The Little Mermaid, and I've watched it hundreds of times, uh, but <clears throat> Ariel's boobs change sizes throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. She goes from being like flat chested with the seashells on to like the seashells barely holding her in and it just constantly throughout the movie she just goes now from bigger to, to smaller it. to bigger to smaller well, it was 89 I, man you know things no, weren't I, as consistent the, 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 no no here's my here's my thought uh, after noticing that uh-huh. i i had to wonder for female mermaids are there swim bladders in their chest and that's actually her controlling her movement up yeah. and down in the water <laughs> and that's why we see it like that yeah, I don't think in '89 yeah. they thought that deep into things. I'm just saying it's yeah. a, it's a thing that, that, in the movie. That, that's she goes that's from, more of a uh, I think that's more of a now thing. She goes from like A cups to C cups, like through the whole movie, just back and forth, just just playing with my emotions from beginning to end. Hmm. Yeah, yo, uh, Ben said Jasmine turns uh, evil was from Jafar. She's wearing that red Sheesh. outfit. Yeah. yeah, he's right. Yep, 100%. I mean, who doesn't love a bad bitch? Uh, Deontay Lifter's number three is Monica Rambeau slash Tayana from. Or slash Tiana Paris. Yeah. Were you going to say Tiana from Paris? Is that what you were about <laughs> yeah. to say? No, uh, yeah. Monica Rambeau, yeah. I, I love her character, yes, too. Like, absolutely. Strongly attractive. I, yeah, Tiana Paris was a great casting choice. She's a great actress. Uh, she played the character very well. And, yeah, she's... I mean, I can't wait to see more of her. Yeah. And I mean that both in as her character in the MCU and then also... More. Any other way you want to do it. In leaked videos. No, I mean, maybe not like a, maybe not something like the fappening or anything, but I'm just saying like, you know, maybe a nice ball dress, ballroom dress or right, right. ballroom gown or, uh, mm-hmm. I can't believe I said ball dress. Like, <laughs> ugh, Danny, get your, get your head in the game. Uh, Ben's number three is up there. Yep. Ben Stewart's number three is Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. Absolutely. Tifa, Tifa does it. I don't know who that is. That's like... Uh, talking about Raven as a great cosplay, Tifa is an incredible cosplay. I don't know that I've really ever seen a bad one. Hmm. Um, but yeah, she's she's a great character, and uh, you know she motivated a legion of nerds to get out of their mother's basements and try to find uh, you know a girl that looks like that. Hmm. Nice for sure. Uh, my number three is from a uh, a very popular PlayStation game called Bayonetta. Um, she is a uh, Sexy goth woman with uh, guns in her heels of her boots, and she just throws down. She beats beats so much ass, and uh, such a fun game to play. She's basically the female version of Dante from Devil May Cry, but uh, and you know she uses her hair as a weapon. I don't know, hmm. kind of works for me. Oh, she's got those uh, librarian glasses. Oh yeah, man, I do. I do love. Everything. I do yeah. love teacher librarian glasses. all day. Yeah. I'm hot for teacher. Uh, Blake, <laughs> you're number two. Number two, some old hillbilly foo. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I almost put her on my list, Did actually. you? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the 90s X-Men uh, cartoon, you know, Rogue, and then also uh, the 90s uh, comics. I, I did actually believe it uh, when I was younger. I did read quite a few of the 90s X-Men comics. I don't really, as in, like, where I can quote them, no. But mm-hmm. one, there's one a few things that stand out, and Rogue is one of them. Uh, they, the artwork for Rogue was everything a, a, a preteen boy desires, you know? Her, her costume fit her well. It, it did, and, yeah. and the parts it didn't. So, What is it about a bomber jacket 
that makes basically the same costume that Jean Grey is wearing, mm-hmm. but in yellow and green, so much sexier. And something about her hair too, man. I don't know. I like that white streak in the middle. Yeah, uh, like in in the the eighties body in it. Like I don't know. I, I loved all that. Yeah, I dude, I get it. Uh, yeah, Rogue, like the and even she, she did even it. the cartoon series. Yeah, Rogue was just. Well, I mean, also just the way she carried herself and the way she talked. You know, even with that accent, like yeah, oh yeah. And and Marvel knows who they're marketing to because oh, I yeah. have um, a an X Men swimsuit special, which is just the X Men characters in swimsuits. And and those sold, you know, like uh, Marvel knew what they were drawing well enough that they were like, oh, we could just release a book of just the characters and people would buy it. And they got me. So for (laughs) sure. Uh, Heather, what you got for number two? This one's another one from a book and a vampire. His name is Justin Bricker. It's a book that like probably nobody knows. I think they were sold through like Avon or something. They're just mass market books. They're vampires based on science, but he's funny. What's the book series? Uh, it's by Lindsay Sands. I don't know if I'm pronouncing their thing correctly, but it's like Arjunu series. That's hmm. like their family name. There's 35 books now. Oh, wow. So, I mean, there's a lot of them. You don't have to read all of them to mm-hmm. get the gist of what's going on, but the whole point is they find like their mate vampires so they're badass they are like the cops of the vampire world huh do they do a lot of like getting down with uh yeah they're not um books for children or young adults to read oh. they're a little bit smutty hmm. but slutty smutty oh, smutty. Smutty. It's the same thing i guess yeah. <laughs> um yeah but, so yeah he's just a badass he's got a good sense of humor he likes to like m- picket people when they find their mates so when he finds his it's very funny Hmm. it's pretty neat when did you start reading those right before hastings closed Hmm. okay so that's been Uh, god it's yeah it's been a little while it's been like eight years in the chat for hastings (laughs) yeah f in the chat yes i miss that place that's where i had to go to buy most of the books and then yeah hastings closed and now i have to like order them online yeah dude i miss hastings so (laughs) much i would and and i would just like go in there and walk around i and and this is probably why they went out of business i never bought anything there i would just go like walk around and look at all the stuff they had it was so nice I bought so much more once they announced they were closing. Yeah, dude. Yeah, the the clearance sale. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh wow, I do need all this. Yeah. <laughs> I should have bought it when you were still uh, not closing. Maybe you wouldn't right. shut your business down. Could have done a uh, a GameStop, you know, and just turned it around to a multi billion dollar business after they're in bankruptcy. Uh, yeah. Man, you guys remember that a couple of years ago? Uh, last year was it last year? What the like uh, uh, Dogecoin, and then like GameStop. Uh, oh was, yeah, yeah, was yeah. about to get sold, yep. and so the internet unified and started buying yep. uh, the the cryptocurrency around uh, GameStop and and uh, ruined uh, one. It was a what day traders or whatever. What was the what was the remember. Robin? It wasn't Robinhood. No, Robinhood actually got caught in some weird stuff after that. Yeah, because they were like limiting people after that, and when they weren't supposed to legally could be able to do that. Mm-hmm. That was nuts, dude. Uh, but anyway, uh, Landon. What do we got in chat? Uh, Nick Beck's number two is Lady Jane from G.I. Joe. 
a, another solid choice. Absolutely. Lady Jane, uh, uh, Snake Eyes and Lady Jane are all uh, a thing. And uh, yeah, uh, as far as hot cartoon redheads go, she's way up on the list. Um, and who played her in uh, the G.I. Joe movie? Uh, I don't know. Was it, was it Katie Mara? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Taylor Burton's number two is Helen Parr slash Elastigirl. Mm, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Another great cosplay. Uh, whenever whenever uh, Elastigirl is done well, that is an incredible, incredible cosplay. Adriana uh, Palicki. Oh, yeah. So, it yes. Uh, she was also uh, in that Wonder Woman TV series. Um, she used to be on Supernatural. Uh, she's on um, what's the the Star Trek kind of story, but it's uh, Seth MacFarlane. Uh, the come on, guys! I have no idea. The Orville. You could have just said uh, it on yeah. the mic. I don't know why you're mouthing it to me. Why are you weird? I'm used to having to stay quiet. My bad. <laughs> your time to shine. Yeah. What else we got in chat? Uh, Deontay Lifters number two is Kate Bishop slash Haley Steinfeld. Man, Haley Steinfeld for real. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's not only Kate Bishop, but also Spider Gwen. Hmm? She's the voice of Spider Gwen oh, in the right. Spider Verse yeah, right, movies. Right, you're right. So sure that. that's double trouble right there. And a singer, so lungs on her. Man. Mm hmm. Was she in Pitch Perfect? Uh, yes. Uh, the third one, I think. I've only seen so. the first one. It's the best one. The first one is. Yeah. I, I can watch that movie over and over. Like, it never gets old. Mm -hmm. Ben Stewart's number two is Alicent Hightower. Because, like, like Larry's. Laris. He, Laris, he has a thing for nice feet. And her boudoir photo shoot, which I was not aware was a thing, but I will be Googling that. <laughs> after we get off the air okay cool my number two uh is a recent addition to the mario brothers canon uh bowsette hmm. it's the female version of bowser the villain from uh the mario brothers and uh dear god uh that really? is possibly the hottest video game character ever created ever I don't Maybe. think I've seen what this one looks like. I'm having to pull uh, it. You guys should Google Bowsette. That's that's all I'm saying. Uh, but anyway, Blake. Okay. While you're doing I that, mean... do you think maybe you could give us your number mentioned her many 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 times since day one and this can go for movies it can go for cartoons it can go for every single version in the comics there's not a bad one and that's the one and only emma frost yes oh i don't know what it is but just uh it's probably the lingerie probably <laughs> man let me tell you for real Woo. emma frost has always been my number one since I first laid eyes on her in the 90s comics. 
uh, and the Days of Future Past. No, X Men First Class, first class. version. Yes, was, was I, I enjoyed that very, very well. It was nice to see a, a live, you know, action person uh, playing her. So, well, actually, there was a live action version in the Gen Thirteen movie uh, back in the late nineties um, as well, but it was not nearly as well done. Hmm. Yep, Emma Frost all day long. Yeah. Yep. Heather, what's your number one? Elijah Michelson from Vampire Diaries and the Originals. He's sharp dressed, but he will murder you. Hmm. <laughs> I've, I'm seeing <laughs> a theme with path. you. Your murdery men are just yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're like all vampires. I, got, I feel like we gotta guy. be careful now if we're sitting too close well, to Alex. I've just I've know? just known Alex a long time, and he's not. <laughs> Any of that? Maybe he is. And he's he a, just hides it well. He's a papa bear for sure. Like uh, Alex is a hug machine. Yeah. I can yeah. never see him murdering. Maybe somebody. that's the reason he's like that. So you never see it coming. Oh there yeah, you get you comfortable. D- yeah. Don't tell the secrets. He doesn't have to chase <laughs> after you know. I, I would refer to Alex as like sexy Hagrid. Maybe it would be a yeah. great way yeah. to describe he's like him. Like a younger, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like a younger, right. sexier Hagrid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Never thought about that till now. Yeah. That that just came off the yeah. dome just now. I was thinking like, what is what what energy does Alex give off? Mm. It's like, yeah, young hot Hagrid. It's a good idea for a Halloween costume. Yeah, well, I mean, don't be looking at me. I'm not gonna make him put it on. <laughs> <laughs> Landon, what do we got in chat? Deontay Lifters number one is Death slash Kirby Howell Baptiste from The Sandman. Yeah, dude, absolutely. That was a great casting too. Um, the thing that uh, Neil Gaiman did whenever he cast de- or created Death in the Sandman comics was that Dream was morose and quiet and uh, sullen, but Death was just bubbly and happy and having a great time, like living her life. And uh, she she was kind of uh, a little punk rock, and uh, she was happy for the most part. And uh, they nailed it in the series, just nailed it. Perfect casting. Nick Beck's number one is a tie between Chitara from Thundercats and Gozer from Ghostbusters. I gotta say, uh, Sigourney Weaver, a young Sigourney Weaver in not much at all as Gozer, uh, young Danny was into it, and I I was probably (laughs) too young to understand what I was looking at, and it was still working for me. So it's uh, for me, I don't think that's a tie. Chitara, definitely nice, but not... Not hot Sigourney Weaver nice. That's, you know, that's back before she was even killing aliens, you know, as uh, as Ripley. Yeah. 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 Taylor Burton's number one is Power Girl. I have reasons. Two of them, specifically. Uh, they're not listed. Yeah. Uh, Let's hear it, Taylor. I, I imagine you can see it right through that window on her chest, both of his reasons. Uh, but yeah, Power Girl, absolutely. Uh, the better... I wouldn't say the better, but definitely the hotter of the two Supergirls. Hmm. Power Girl. Absolutely. And Ben Stewart's number one is Ino Yamanaka from Naruto. Yes. And uh, she rocks. She's blonde. Blonde blonde haired, blue eyed, and rocks some fishnet. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with that. And Blake, uh, you're not that far into Naruto, are you? There's still kids in in the part where you were at. Yeah, I've only watched like the first three episodes. Still. Yeah, I really think more Shippuden would be gotcha. 
Yeah. The, so the next series. Uh, my number one uh, from the uh, – uh, I don't remember the publisher, actually, uh, but from the series of comics in the 90s, and we actually talked to some artists at uh, Fan Expo Chicago that are reviving this character, but Lady Death. Um, oh, she's yeah. a white-skinned, hot goth with a sword. Uh, everything about that works for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's like she's a character built for for me to find attractive because goddamn, just <laughs> and and I was introduced to her like right in the prime of my like just just getting into girls like teenage years yeah, when, yeah, when everything was area. fully on fire and and I couldn't stop you know what was going on in my head and hmm. it's like chaos damn. comics. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate that. Uh, it, it, and and uh, Lady Death has changed hands a few times, too. I think Chaos Comics might have been the first publisher. Um, but it was that same era with, like, Witchblade, um, Vampirilla. Like, they just went through this, like, this whole alternative thing where it was just, like, damn. Hmm. Like, all these girls in comics. And then, you know, you get you get past that, like, extreme 90s period, and then mm-hmm. they start putting a few more clothes on, on their characters, which is okay. No complaints. But uh, it's just, just a crazy time to be a teenager and a comic fan, for sure. But anyway, that has been our top five for this week. Next week, we are doing top five goriest moments. Um, and next week is Incliner Ween. So uh, we will be dressing up in costume for uh, next week's episode. We'll be celebrating Halloween uh, while we're on the air. And uh, you guys uh, feel free to join us. Uh, I don't know how you would represent wearing a costume in the chat, but just tell us what you're wearing. You know? Well, I'll be like, hey, girl, what you wearing? It would be cool if you could <laughs> post pictures in the chat. Uh, you can't in chat, but you could put them on our social media. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good idea. So post pictures of your Halloween costumes on our social media for Incliner Ween. And you could actually probably post them in the Facebook chat. I just don't think we'd see them on our, right. on our live chat. Uh, yeah, Stripperella, what a great idea uh, that only went like a season. But anyway, thank you uh, for joining us for Top 5. Welcome back uh, to Comically Inclined, uh, viewers. I don't know what we're going to talk about in this next couple of minutes, but oh. then we need to switch it's to after trivia. Dark. Yeah, Comically Inclined After Dark. Yeah. It'd be... Oh, hold on. Let me let me take it down to ASMR levels. It'd be totally appropriate to do After Dark after our top five crushes, for sure. Comically Inclined After Dark. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was a great Jared impersonation. Thanks, so it really that. was. <laughs> but anyway, um, so we did get the uh, we got episode nine of House of the Dragon. I don't believe you're current on that at all. I'm not. I'm You've not. watched some of Game of Thrones, though, right? Uh, yeah, I've seen. I think like the first three episodes of first season, the original <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. It's not that I'm against it at all. I just have never had time to, you know. Uh, sit down and watch it on. I get behind next thing you know. No, we're done with the ASMR (laughs) section of the show for sure. Moving on. Yeah. Moving, moving right along. Uh, but, um, anyway, house of the dragon is good. Check it out. Uh, I won't get too into it since you're, you're not current and you don't ever, you've never watched game of Thrones. Landon, you a game of Thrones fan? I am not. No. What are you a fan of Landon? Let's get to know you a little bit. I play a lot more video games than I consume of any other media. What's your favorite video game? 
I have over 2,000 hours in RimWorld. Oh, wow. In what? RimWorld. What the hell is RimWorld? It's an indie game about building colonies in space. Oh, nice. So, StarCraft? No. Although I do play a lot of StarCraft, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Close enough. 2,000 hours. 2,000 hours, man. I've been playing it since I was 16. So, like, two, three weeks? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Three and a half. Yeah. You guys... Uh, Let's keep that a secret for now. <laughs> well, if he started it at 16 and he's been playing it for three and a half years, he'd be 20. Well, no. 19? I meant three and a half weeks, Danny. Because <laughs> you said just like a couple weeks. Oh. Aren't you like 22? Yeah, I'm 22. Yeah, I thought so. Thanks for ruining the mystique. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, we're the same age, so... <laughs> Hello, the, uh, hello the kids. 90s weren't good to you, were they? <laughs> <laughs> the 90s were fine. It was the 2000s when I was having all those damn kids. Uh, well, anyway, you guys ready to uh, interrobang and do some uh, some trivia? Bang, bang. I didn't write the uh, any questions down, so mm-hmm. all 10 questions are going to come right off the dome. I'm nice. ready to get them wrong. Are you guys ready? Um, I will be... Uh, locked and loaded with our nerf guns i i actually sent you a link to some much more powerful nerf guns yeah i hearted uh, it <laughs> yeah um and and i sent it to Brittany as well and she said she said oh that's nice and i said well i i'm fine with the ones i own uh-huh. but if you guys want to buy them i'll right. i'll let you use them on me and she goes <laughs> noted so we'll see. Well, there may be new guns. She those walks. Are, she walks in next week. Packing those. Loaded. Well, the one I sent you that shoots at like 120 feet per second or something. It's like, Jeez. yeah, they're way up there, and they're like the second most painful. The most painful one shoots at 140 feet per second, Jeez. but it doesn't have the round ones. It's got the long darts. Right. So anyway, all right. Um, so uh, Heather, this first one's for you. Um, the city that uh batman protects um is fictional but uh there was an actual city named this before it became the city we currently know it as do you know what city that is i have no idea not a clue not you don't even want to take a guess like okay so i'm guessing the real city so the city has it goes by a different, much more well known name now, but it was originally named the same as the city that Batman protects. Hmm? I'm confused. Me you, too. Okay. Like I know, I, I, I know, I know, I know so Gotham. I'll the even one tell that Batman's you. in is So Batman after... protects Gotham City. Right. Right. Right? Right. So there is another very popular city that actually exists in the United States. That was originally named Gotham and then okay, was renamed later. Oh. Do you know what city it was? How can they change it? They did. Uh, Detroit. New York City. <laughs> oh my goodness. I Chicago really was it. called Gotham? New York. New York was? New York was named Gotham before they changed the name to New York. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. See, I knew like Gotham was like mimicked after New York City, but I never knew that. That's wild. Hmm. Yeah, um, it's not Chicago, Ben. But thank you. Uh, so no, no uh, 
Gotham originally was inspired by New York, but it is more recently very much more real life Chicago than it is New York. But originally Gotham and Metropolis were both New York, mm. and now Gotham is more Chicago and New York is more, uh, or Metropolis is more New York. Okay, let's try I'm for airsoft. One. I would say paintball gun, dude. I'd be fine with airsoft too. We we used to do airsoft wars, uh, and it was it was a lot of fun. I used to do uh, scenario uh, tournaments and paintball. Uh, yeah. Military style. I love okay. that stuff. Uh, so Wolverine uh, had a villain that uh, told him a story uh-huh. about his origins and said that he was actually an offshoot of humanity descended from wolves called the... Uh... Cool, Ben. Uh, but are you looking things up? No. Okay. But anyway, Wolverine had a villain. Uh, he uh, he's actually named after a another I'm, animal. I'm not even getting into this. Um, but he was <laughs> uh, he had a villain in the comics. He was introduced uh, during the run after Sabretooth had died, um, and this character thought that an improvement on Wolverine's three claws would be to have five claws. Do you know this villain's name? Striker? No. It's uh, Romulus. <laughs> <laughs> Not where I thought he was shooting. <laughs> cool. Um, let's see. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm coming up with these off the dome. Um, Superman. Everyone knows Superman has I thought so. long-term been in a relationship with Lois Lane. But before that, in college, he dated another famous LL. Uh, do you know this person's name? I know this Lana. one. Yes. Lana, Lana what? what? Lana... Oh, Lana what? It's not Lane, is it? No. Nope. Uh-uh. Shit. I don't know. Lana's all I got. L- it, Lana Lang, but close enough. I won't. I'll, hey. I'll give that one to you. We're on a first name basis, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, in the Batman comics, Batman has had a lot of Robins. In the Dark Knight Returns storyline, what was the name of the female Robin that was introduced? Like, her human name? She She was called a Robin, though? She was Robin, mm-hmm. and she had a regular name. Her name was Robin. No. <laughs> she was she. So she's not Robin. No, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Let me just guess. England. Just kind of guess the first name. Would that be good enough? She has red hair. If that helps. Barbara. Carrie Kelly. Mm. Who? Uh, why would red hair help? Who the hell is Carrie Kelly? I don't know. Maybe you know your Robins. Who knows? <laughs> no, I'm more worried about comics that matter. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I want to shoot him again in the face. So yeah. <laughs> we all know that Barry Allen was the original Flash. And that, oh, I, you'll probably actually know this one. You're a fan of the CW shows, aren't you? Yeah, but that doesn't mean I remember him under pressure. Okay. So <laughs> pressure. there was originally Barry Allen, who was the Flash. And his sidekick, Kid Flash, was Wally West. And then Barry's great-grandson from the future traveled back in time 
and became another speedster called Impulse, and then later, the second Kid Flash. Do you know this character's name? I don't remember that one. And I believe this character was definitely in Smallville. Um, and I do believe he has made it to the CW Flash show as well. I know his kids are in it. I'm a little bit behind, though. Yeah, I have no idea. It's Bart Allen. Oh, yeah. He's playing his son in the CW shows. Okay. 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 Let's see. Uh, Blake, what would be a good one for you? So the original... So we all, everyone knows that uh, Barry Allen and then all of the Green Lanterns, not Barry Allen, everyone knows that uh, Hal Jordan and all of the Green Lanterns from that period forward have a weakness to the color yellow. Oh, I didn't know that. So not everyone knows. Do you know what the weakness of the original Green Lantern, Alan Scott, is? Like the original color? Is that what you're talking about? Do you know what the weakness of the original Green Lantern, Alan Scott, is? It's different from the rest of the Green Lanterns. So it's different from the yellow. It's a different color. It's different. What's different? <laughs> it's a different weakness. So it's not a color. I, you know what? I feel like I can give you that, and it's not going to help you. Yeah, it's not a color. Okay. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know shit about this. Uh When was this established? Like what year? What years? I mean, like, like, like I, I'd say like the fifties. Fifties. Yeah. So that'd be something cheesy. Uh. Landon knows it. He's already this. Look that way. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Mm, sonar. Wood. Ah, what? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's wood. It's so cheesy. Like the original, <laughs> the original Green Lantern's ring couldn't affect wood, which is why when they introduced the Swamp Zombie, Solomon Grundy, whose body is partially made of wood, he was a perfect villain for the Green Lantern because his powers couldn't affect him. Hmm. Interesting. I feel like you've talked about this before. Yeah. You probably should have known I that. I think I have. Um, well, I like how you started out with, everyone knows. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> So in the older Golden Age DC comics, Batman and Catwoman were married. They then had a daughter. The daughter's name was Helena Wayne. Do you know what her superhero alias was? I have no idea. Catbat? Batgirl? Catbat? <laughs> Sounded rude. It's the Huntress. Uh, yep, I had no idea. <laughs> okay. Um, how many questions are we up to? I think five. You think this will be your fifth one? Mm-hmm. Okay. What are we doing? Ten? Ten, yeah. Yeah. So this will be your last question. Oh, like, oh five and five. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, five okay. and five. Ten total. Ten yeah. total. I'm not going to come up with 20 questions off yeah. the top of my head. So last question. Like me and Brittany wrote down. Yeah. We did all the marbles. Um... Let's do Marvel, because I want you to have the best opportunity to answer this question correctly. Marvel what? Well, probably comics. <laughs> Actually, always comics. That way we can avoid the uh, Scarlet, uh, or the uh, Black Widow, <laughs> yeah. Betty Ross uh, confusion. So, 
final, last and final question. Um, and, and Heather, I do want to apologize. New York was only ever nicknamed Gotham and not actually named Gotham. But I will say Which everyone knows this. Whenever yeah. they were establishing cities in the United States, usually they nicknamed them first and then gave them that name. Right. So it is kind of still accurate. Okay, last one. Let's see. Uh, let's do... I was kind of feeling like, oh, let's do a... Are you seeing something with my chest? Or is... No. no. <laughs> He's getting ideas for questions. Nope, this is a good one. So this is a uh, this will lean into the release of Black Adam, actually. So in... This isn't Marvel, though. You're right, Frick. Okay, never mind. We'll change it back. <laughs> um, so in the uh, Onslaught storyline, uh, the villain Onslaught was... Uh, tore the Marvel Universe apart. He eliminated the Avengers from the universe mm-hmm. um, and uh, was probably one of the most powerful villain- villains ever seen in the 616 Marvel comics. Ultimately, who was it revealed that this villain was? I thought you said Onslaught was a villain. So it was Onslaught, but it was actually revealed that Onslaught was a much longer-running character from Mm. Marvel Comics who was hiding behind the Onslaught armor. Do I know this character? Yes. I have no idea. Any, any other hints you want to throw out there? <laughs> ben gave you an answer. <laughs> Charles Xavier? It was. It was Professor X. <laughs> uh, Professor X uh, wiped uh, Magneto's mind, uh, just took his, like, made him comatose, basically, by stealing his identity and everything that he remembered out of his mind. And whenever he stripped those away, he compartmentalized that in his own brain. Hmm. Well, the fact that Magneto was basically, his conscious was basically living inside of Professor X's mind, Mm -hmm. it uh, created this amalgam of Professor X's mind and Magneto's mind and created this villain called Onslaught that was uh, a personification of uh, Charles Xavier's psychic powers in a giant form. Um, and one of the earliest clues that it was Professor X is that whenever he faced Juggernaut, he picked him up with one hand, reached into his chest, and ripped the gem of Sidorak out of him and dropped him. And, hmm. uh, you know, obviously one of the people that Professor X has had the most problems with from childhood to modern Professor X has been his brother, Kane Marco. Uh, so Onslaught got his revenge on Juggernaut in a way that Charles never would have been able to. Hmm. Well, Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for Interrobang uh, Trivia. Shot uh, right over. Guys, that's about us this week, isn't it? It is. It so. is. So let's uh, – where are my show notes? Every week, search off. for the show notes. Okay. Um, so uh, speaking of events that we have coming up, we will be doing a pop-up uh, ben, one of the strongest villains of all time. You are correct. He's right behind Kid Omega for psychic strength. Who? Um, Never but heard anyway, of him. <laughs> uh, this weekend, 
in uh, at the Speakeasy Coffee Shop, Comically Inclined will be putting on a haunted house in the uh, the basement of Speakeasy, and then the following weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday on Halloween Day, we will be running the haunted house uh, again. It goes from six to eleven, um, so come check it out. Uh, you're a potato, Ben. You're a potato. <laughs> Ben is a potato. I'm a potato. Um, Then also, December 4th, we are going to be having our toy show. Uh, It's the second annual. Well, it is. It is a second annual toy show. Blake and I will be there dressed as Buddy the Elf and the Grinch doing photo ops with the kids. And then we will have special guest Catherine Sutherland, the second Pink Ranger from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Mm -hmm. and the first Pink Zeo Ranger uh, in-house signing autographs, hanging out, taking pictures. And a turbo... Um, uh, she's she's been three different rangers. Was she the Turbo Pink Ranger? Yeah, I think I, so. I, I actually believe that that is hundred percent correct. Yep. Um, and that's whenever her and Nikia Burris work together. Yes. Um, yep. Who Nikia Burris, good friend of the show as well. Uh, ben has bananas for fingers. Interesting. Um, Nikia Burris. Uh, she corrected me on in, in her panel. Corrected me that I was pronouncing her name incorrectly. Um, also, if you are a fan of the show and you want to get a little bit more of us, uh, check out our Patreon for one, three, or five dollars a month. You can be on the, uh, you can be a member of our Patreon, and at five dollars you be at the shout-out level, uh, along with the likes of Taylor Burton, the sexy mountain man himself, uh, Keaton New, uh, our current head of editing, well, our head of audio editing. For the company, and then Mike Casey, our head of video game, uh, the video game department, uh, all on the shout-out level. Actually, they were all on the shout-out level before they became parts of the company, so if you want to be part of the team, might be the best way to get in. Um, also, if you are interested in any of our sponsors or in finding any of the stuff we've been talking about on the show, you can always check our show notes. Um, if you want to send a question directly to us that we could field on the air for you, maybe give us a week or so to think about it, you can go to our contact us form on our website and, uh, send us an email and we will answer your question live on air. Um, and however you're consuming this media, please leave us a five star or 10 out of 10 rating or five thumbs way up. Uh, however you want to do that. Way, way up. (laughs) And uh, also, uh, we're a publishing company, and our head of publishing, Brianna Bright, uh, has her newest novel, The Shepherd and the Horn Girl, available on Amazon. And then our first author that we have published, uh, Rose Roach. Uh, Rose, we are all thinking about you as you recover from your heart surgery. Um, Fireball Teen Superhero, currently available on Amazon and soon to be published through CI Press. Um, if you are an author or know someone who's an author and you guys are looking for a publisher, we're taking submissions. You can go to the publishing page on comicallyinclined.com and submit your manuscript, and we will give it a once-over. Um, sponsors! We got them! Uh, first and foremost, I want to give a big shout-out to Ken's Comic Man out of Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Uh, Steve at Ken's Comic Man will take care of you. Uh, that is a nerd mecca. So if you find yourself in Poplar Bluff or, hell, if you just want to travel there, they have literally everything. They do uh, uh, daily Magic the Gathering tournaments. Yeah. They have a kitchen there. They have your D&D needs, your uh, pops. tabletop gaming, pops, comic books, merch, swag, shirts, clothing. All the above. They got everything in there, man. Is Check it out. And some came from? Huh? 
yes, these coasters came from uh, Ken's Comic Man. And uh, um, actually, Rev Pikajay in uh, the ch- uh, TikTok chat tonight, he's the guy that made those for us. Um, but yeah, check out Ken's Comic Man. It is an incredible place. Uh, and if, uh, if, if, uh, if I didn't have to be working almost 24 hours a day, I would be there almost all the time. Uh, Perkins Performance, uh, they handle all of our vinyl needs. They print all of our uh, big vinyls and stickers. And uh, if you need some vinyl stuff printed, check out Perkins Performance. You can find them on Facebook. Uh, picture What Designs, they designed our new show. They well, Can I keep saying new show? We've been at it for a few months with this yeah. one. Mm-hmm. But they designed the show. Uh, all of our introduction to our segments, all of that uh, came through Picture What Designs, as well as our original logo and all of the stuff that we create. Uh, picture what they can do for you. Find them on Facebook as well. Uh, uh, Monster Tattoo, Aaron Thurman, owner of Monster Tattoo Studio in Sykes, Missouri. Big fan of the show and the artist on Arquitos the Spearman original comic series, uh, which will be coming out through CI Press, you know, when we get it done i don't know um lennox and jude photography an amazing photography studio also out of sykeston uh you can find them on facebook aaron do who is in our chat almost every show uh his that's he and his wife's photography studio they are incredible blake hickman construction we are literally in the house that blake built and look it's not falling over (laughs) these walls are sturdy blake knows what he's doing um and the rock and roll drive-in out of chaffee missouri they have the incredible purcell tire big screen uh great way to see a movie and also when was the last time you were at a drive-in check them out um i think that's all we got for this week we will see you next week for incliner ween and uh you know what guys we'll catch you later